How's it going, Suncast listeners? My name is Reagan Harold, and welcome in to another episode of the Suncast podcast brought to you by El Barón Brazilian Food. So we have a little bit of a different episode today. It's an interview with Chrissy and Wheeler Fleming of the Name, Image, and Likeness podcast, and we're talking about uh, their platform that they use to help student-athletes with NIL and get a little bit of jingle in their pocket. Uh, including a lot of student-athletes like myself, and uh, I would assume most of y'all listening are in the Sun Conference, NAIA, smaller schools. They show ways and avenues to get through that, and we talk NIL on a bigger scale as well. But before we get into that, we have some very important uh, news. So the MVP race has heated up to a degree I definitely did not think it was going to get to. We are getting close to 9,000 total votes in. Uh, when I'm recording this, it is about 3 o'clock on Tuesday. I'm just about to just finish this intro, and then it'll be posted up. Um, and it's close, folks. Uh, I'll be honest, it's uh, somewhat of a two-man race. Uh, I'll leave it at that. But there's been a ton of votes for all four individuals, and all four have led for an extended period of time at this. Uh, two guys have pulled, pulled apart. Uh, y'all just stay at the polls. I'll just say that. Keep voting for your guy because... And honestly, who knows? They're, the f- third and fourth position aren't that far behind. They could make a run, but um, the one and two are they have a decent lead. Have a decent lead. Uh, voting does end Wednesday night at midnight. So get the votes in by tomorrow. And here is Chrissy and Wheeler Fleming. And here we go. Okay, so do you want to do you want to? Sure. Start it off. I've already started, started recording, and I, I'm leaving all this in. I like. I don't even. I, I'll edit if I, there's something that weird happens, but I like people to hear like the behind the scenes. So I love it. Welcome, Suncast listeners. Welcome on two very special guests to the Suncast podcast. It is Chrissy and Wheeler, some NIL experts, and we are very excited to have them on. We're going to talk about some deals for what we can do in the Sun Conference. Guy and gal, how's it going? <laughs> Amazing. What's going on? Thanks hey, for thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah Jinx. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, uh, just really appreciate you guys having us on. And just tell the, tell my audience a little bit about what y'all do, and then I'll go to your audience and tell them about what we do. Excellent exchange. Wheeler, yeah. do you wanna do you wanna take it away? Sure. Yeah. So we are with Victorify. Um, our company is a startup in the kind of technical space where we offer software to institutions. Um, we started off in the financial literacy world and we kind of branded that and, and kind of added onto the product. So we had a, a nice compliance offering for the schools that, you know, didn't have quite the, I don't know how to say that. I mean, not everybody is Alabama, not everybody's Auburn or Georgia. And, you know, these, some of these athletic departments may be staffed by two or three people and they don't have, you know, $10,000, $20,000 a year to budget for um, compliance software. So we found a little niche there and we started approaching people and provided a, a really cool compliance software um, for financial literacy and then NIL disclosures. Mm-hmm. And so basically what that means is that anytime you do an NIL deal, you have to disclose it. Um, most states require that for, for you know law and, and actually staying in compliance, which is kind of the key if you want to keep playing um, sports yeah. in college. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we had this really cool platform that, that made it easy for students and, and administration to work together. And we started this new podcast, um, Name, Image, Likeness Podcast. This is kind of how you found us. Yep. And we just saw an opportunity to come into the world and kind of start talking about NIL when not many people were. And uh, we started growing our, our listeners, our followers, and got some really cool guests. 
And now we're, we're super pumped to talk about um, our brand new product we just launched. It's Nilly.io. That's where you can get it. And kind of like from our interviews and speaking with, with guests, um, there were a lot of deals out there that weren't being made because either the athletes didn't know how to do it, um, how a deal could be made, how to actually monetize their name, image, and likeness. Or they didn't have, uh, you know, somebody from Allbirds or Coca-Cola or Dr. Pepper, you know, banging on their door to go, you know, do a multi-million dollar deal. Like who, who not everybody's getting that. Like, who's really getting that? Like, top, yeah. you this on your hands. Yeah. So we, we made it easy for people to just to, to start doing it. They can log into the, to, and, you know, create their own apparel lines. They can come in and. Um, brand yourself, you know, if you're into cats, you, you make a cool cat product and tell your friend, <laughs> fans and friends about it and they can support you and the money goes into your account. So, um, just something cool like that. We're just trying to make cool, innovative NIL products. So yeah, that's kind of how in a nutshell, where we started and how we are, where we are right now. Um, and Chrissy, you know, she's obviously the founder of Victify, so I'll let you take it from here. Oh, no, Willie, you did an awesome job. Yeah. And um, I guess for our listeners, since we're kind of doing a dual podcast right now, be, I think either you nailed it. This might be history, honestly, for uh, – I don't know if this has ever been done before, the same interview going on two different podcasts. We could be making podcasting history. This podcast is groundbreaking. Yeah. This groundbreaking. <laughs> Absolutely. So – well, Reagan, do you want to kind of tell our listeners about yourself yeah. and, um, you know, just what you're covering? Because yeah, that's absolutely. so amazing. Tell us everything. Okay. So it's about the podcast and what it is. It's the Suncast podcast. I'm covering the Sun Conference. If you've never heard of the Sun Conference, it's in the NAIA. Um, it's a wonderful conference because it is in the Sunshine State as well as the Peach State and the Palmetto State. And I don't know what Alabama is, but it's in the Bama State too. But uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's an awesome, awesome conference. Uh, we just got football back. The football has been consisted of teams that was in the Sun Conference and was in the Mid South Sun Division. Uh, it's a weird thing that NAI does. Thankfully, we are now completely in the Sun Conference uh, with pretty much all major sports outside of lacrosse. Fingers crossed we'll be able to get some more teams down here in Florida to be in that. But uh, right now, a lot of what I cover on the podcast is Sun Conference Baseball. It is the best conference in the NAIA. I am on my soapbox about that all of the time. And I believe it's one of the most competitive conferences in the entire country, top to bottom, at any level. Uh, I love baseball. Uh, I've never been much at playing it, but I've had a lot of awesome guests from across the conference um, as well as softball and beach volleyball and women's basketball but you know right now baseball uh, is the king of the conference uh, that during any time of the year and well that and women's beach volleyball which has three teams in the top 10 and just had one team make it all the way to third place shout out my Weber Warriors in the beach volleyball tournament in Panama City Beach but uh, I, I, look. beach volleyball is big right now like, yes. we're everybody and it's popping up like it's a it's a real deal sport now it, it has uh, absolutely become big and you know down here in florida it's we have beach volleyball courts on campus that we get to go and play on and the the team uses that and the turnouts are usually pretty good for it they won the the small college national championship uh, down here, and then they went to compete at the NAIA level, which I don't really know exactly how that worked. Beach volleyball is a little bit weird like that, but they placed third, did very well there. Very proud of our girls uh, from Weber, which is where I go to school, by the way, um, representing the Sun Conference very well there. But baseball has five teams in the top 25 now, uh, and there are honestly probably six or seven teams, I'd say probably six teams, in the conference that – very well could be in the top 25. It's just they have to play five top 25 teams also. Um, you know, USCB's right there. 
Uh, I, they're fairly close to y'all. Are up in Savannah, they're kind of close to y'all. Uh, Ave Maria is a hell of a team, but you know, right now the toast of the conference is uh, Southeastern. They've lost three games. Two of them was to Kaiser, who's top twenty. Uh, I think Warner's 18, Weber, my boys, they are 25th, and they just took two of three from St. Thomas, who is ranked eighth. And there's not 24 teams in the country better than Weber. Not going to get into that a whole lot. My audience is <laughs> a ton. But, He's uh, a little biased, Wheeler. Oh, a little bit. But, um, <laughs> no, I've had a lot of fun with it. Uh, originally, I came to Weber, and I really – when I entered the transfer portal from my old school, Lincoln, and I came to Weber – um, you know, I planned on kind of being ducked off a lot. You know, I just kind of wanted to be on my own, uh, you know, get get my degree, play football, and just kind of enjoy my time in Florida, just kind of relax. And, you know, I met a lot of awesome people down here, uh, made some friendships that it's going to last a li- lifetime. And then I started with baseball, and I started commentating, do, doing the play-by-play broadcast, which has always kind of been a dream of mine, um, you know, do that for the Braves or you know, NFL, uh, MLB, you know, anything like that. But, it's, you know, it's been just that. You know, it's just a dream. Never really got into it a whole lot. And then that position opened up. And I'm like, I'll give it a crack. And not to toot my own horn, but I, I did well. And I got a lot of confidence awesome. for, for yeah. it. And now it's become a little bit more of a reality. And I said, well, let's step a little bit more into the media world and with a podcast. And I wasn't sure what I wanted to do for a while. Uh, and I talked to my coach, uh, Coach Crowley. He's our offense coordinator here at Weber. And he said, you need to find a good niche. It's word. Uh, Wheeler used earlier and I said okay and that about a week later I was thinking you know this this conference is really good at baseball and it's great at football softball is competitive beach volleyball and it, it was all at the right before conference started for all of these sports so not, not football but softball baseball beach volleyball and I was like okay let me start and it started off good you know um a little dry honestly my first few podcasts were dry uh, listeners will tell you that too. It was you know, stats-based, and for a while that was fun, and talking about some headlines. And I think around episode four or five, I said, I'm going to let it fly. I'm going to talk my mind because I'm a debater. I've been debating sports as long as I could walk and talk. And uh, <laughs> I just went on my soapbox for the first time about baseball in the conference, and they loved it. So then I was like that, and then I started doing interviews. And I think – all these amazing athletes that have come on because I've had the top athletes in baseball and softball in the conference on, and without them, this doesn't progress now. And yeah. also, I think the families of the that because the families, uh, especially the Bouchards, the Fuentes, the Rodriguez, and the uh, Adams, who have helped with their sons, uh, they're up for MVP, which is a, I did MVP for baseball. And all the families have taken off with that, and the people at the universities and the MVP voting has become very tight. And like I, we talked about before, but it's at almost seventy three hundred votes, which is. So you're talking about a poll. Amazing. You're talking about a poll because our listeners don't know mm-hmm. this right now. So you came up with the poll saying what? Like who are the who's the MVP of what the, the conference yes. or? Yeah. yeah. So I, so with the with the poll, I decided okay, baseball is. The sport I've covered the most, I know a ton about it. I've watched it a lot. I can probably come up with four to five guys who I think are eligible, or not eligible, who are deserving of most valuable player. And this process was about as hard as trying to pass my accounting exams this semester. (laughs) Um, Because I got down to it, and there were 10, 15 guys. I was like, gosh, this guy's got a sub-2 ERA, and this guy's a – 400 hitter and 
you know, a couple or the one guy who I think was for sure I got I got him in is Rob Adams. And I had him on. Um he's currently twelve and one with a like a point six ERA. So he was fairly easy to slide in there at one. But other than that, oh my, it was impossible. I mean, there were so many guys batting over 400 doing well. Gary Laura was right there. Rahadney from uh, Florida Memorial was right there. Um, I mean, it came down to four guys, Kenny Rodriguez from Weber, who um, is not a homer pick at all. I mean, this kid, I, I think out of any of the four, is probably the most valuable player to a team at Weber. He wow. is – incredible and the most humble shy guy i told him a while back i said kenny you have an open invite to this podcast whenever you want but he's just a shy humble guy doesn't want any media anything like that um, i do interviews of player of the game and i try to avoid him at all possible sometimes he just has games where it's like you you went four for five with a home run a double and you're and you're a triple away from the cycle you got to come on but, um, <laughs> say something wow come on. yeah, yeah. He, he's a great guy great guy i mean adams was an, was another another one and then right now pretty much the uh, the two best hitters in the country two of two of the top five hitters in the country um tim bichard the third baseman from kaiser and brian fuentes uh from southeastern and those are two of my favorite interviews uh, rob as well all three guys were great interviews three of my favorites i've had the pleasure of having on so far and they're both battling for the batting average title, the home run title. It's, it's them. It's, and for the home run RBI, it's those two guys. They're right there, I think. Wow. Um, I this Brian, is for the season, right? You're talking about just yes, for this season? Just or? for this okay. season. Just for this season. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the voting will stop Wednesday at midnight. Um, but, you know, it, 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 it's been so fun, man. And the process is how do I put it? It's uh, accelerated a lot faster than I, th- I thought to get, you know, the best guys in the conference only would take a little bit more, but the, everybody's been so open and awesome with it. Um, so I am actually looking for a co-host and I have a guy that I've talked to that I think I'll have on for the fall because in the fall football's king and that's what the people want to talk about. I don't want anything. No, I'm not going to say I don't want anything to do with football, but I'm not going to give any takes on football because I play it. Um, mm-hmm. I play it in the conference. It wouldn't be appropriate. Um, I'll be more than happy to do interviews with guys. Um, but I have, a, have one guy that I've talked to, and I think we, we've about inked it down that he's going to be my guy. I just don't want to say it 100%. But um, I hope, well, fingers crossed, but we think we're going, we're going to get it. So, yeah, that, that's pretty much the Suncast podcast and kind of what I, what I talk about on there. And we have a lot of fun, a lot of great interviews. And we don't just talk about uh, the sport either. I love talking with athletes about what, what, what gets them going another way. You know, what, what – what are you into outside of your sport? And that's where a lot of the interviews get really fun. Oh, I love that. Excellent. Yes, and you have a nice deep voice. I feel like we were just Thank talking you. about radio voices. You've got a nice, I Thank feel like you. brave, the brave should call you about oh, like, I, yes. Chip Carey is the play by play for the Braves. And he is amazing. I mean, he, he's, He's, I don't want to say I model my game after him, but I, I love to carry. But um, whenever he's ready to ha- hang up the headset, I would love for the Braves to give me a ring. Um, I, I told you all earlier when Georgia won the national championship, I uh, bust down in tears. But when the Braves won, I was in absolute shock for 10 minutes. I was just like. It happened, yeah. I, it, no, yeah. it finally happened. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what it was like. Um, I, I swear to God, I've never said this before, but I just realized what it felt like. I thought about how it felt like forever. Y'all watch Nemo, right? Of course. Yes. Okay, Nemo, Finding Nemo? Yes. 
very end, very end, all the fish get out of the aquarium, cross the street, and they're in the they're in the harbor. And the puffer fish is like, well, now what? That's that's how I felt because it's like all this pain and suffering for all these years. As just a Georgia sports fan, not the Falcons though. I'm not a Falcons fan. Um, I'm a Saints fan. Um, but uh, yeah, it. God, when they won, it was like. I was mad at myself for not buying champagne, honestly, um, and a cigar. I bought. I was at, out. I was out by the liquor store at at nine forty five. They opened at ten. I was just sitting there waiting. I got my champagne, and my cigar, and I I was like, "World champions!" I feel amazing. <laughs> but, well, yeah, and then you held it through the whole COVID year. I mean, you're kind of like the first back to back World Series champions not having to win it the second time. Isn't yeah. that how that works? Am I just being dumb? Uh, we. Well, during wasn't the, the COVID wasn't the COVID year kind of like pushed off? No, crazy? no. Well, it, it it was a Mickey Mouse season. Uh, now, if the Braves had one in twenty twenty, I wouldn't say that. But uh, we blew a three one lead to the Dodgers in the NLCS, and it crushed me to the soul. Um, and we were able to beat them in the championship series in twenty twenty one, and that would have been us. Awesome. Now, had the Braves not blown that three one lead and go on to beat Tampa, I would. Well, no, I'm not even going. I'm not going to give all the Dodgers haters who I there. There are a few of them that I that we have conversations with that are probably shouldn't be said too much on a podcast right now. I don't like the Dodgers. Um, I, they are the second most despised team for me. Um, the Alabama football team being one one. Uh, yeah, that's it. I, I I hate Alabama football. The um, I have I have reasons. Uh, I think Alabama football and Nick Saban uh, should be in jail. They should all be in prison because of the just the torture they have put me through since I was probably about eleven years old. And you know, I said earlier, I burst to tears and just fell out when we beat Bama with Keely Ringo. You remember that? You, you remember that one, Chris? When Keely Ringo jumped up. <laughs> took it to the house because it, it was years of pain. And Chrissy, I don't know if you've had Georgia yeah. fans tell you this before, but I mean, it, it, if it was anybody other than Alabama, it wouldn't have been as big of a deal. Uh, and, no, yeah. we we actually watched that game with a bunch of Georgia fans, which mm-hmm. I made a huge mistake, and I really thought I was oh, going to yeah. get to gloat. <laughs> it was <laughs> yeah. was not great, but no, that I mean, ugh. I don't know. Wow, you really started this podcast off great, Reagan. Thank you. (laughs) Insulting your guest. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Yeah, no, no. No, it's not even that. Not all Alabama fans are terrible. Um, (laughs) Now, the one, I forget his name, but the one individual that poisoned the trees at that gave y'all a bad look. That oh, no, that was – well, you know, That's, we Har- that's Harvey Updike, yeah. No, yeah. I, yeah, that's, that's it, Harvey Updike. That's Updike. embarrassing. Yep. Harvey, yeah. I poisoned those trees. I did it, Paul. Yeah, look I did me. it, Paul. <laughs> I did it. I, I, bro, I, I tell you, the Paul Feinbaum show is one of my favorite shows to listen to when I was a kid. I don't really have – I don't know. Yeah, it's, I, don't I think it's kind of lost the luster a little bit. Once, it has. Uh, I mean, lost like, Tammy. Yeah, one, yeah, poor Tammy. But – um, damn. But, She's uh, the best. Yeah. But uh, – when Al from Dateville, kid, yeah, there, yeah, there's good ones. When I was a kid, and the SEC on ESPN just came out, I think it was Channel 614 on DirecTV. Um, it was every day after school or after practice. I was, I'd want to try to go back and listen to some of the Paul Feinbaum shows. 
Lord, those were some good guests that he had on. I need to call in. Um, I've never called in. That's something I've always kind of thought about doing. I think that would be next. Maybe just record the podcast. He won't know, and I just try to have a conversation with Paul Feinbaum. Yes, (laughs) that's a great episode. Okay, that's your whole podcast. Yeah, yeah. You just said, yeah, agree. Yeah. So let me got a question. Got some live questions for y'all, but um, you start off. So the Sun Conference in the NAIA, and it's a tough place to you know get those. NIL deals, what do athletes in a conference uh, in the NAIA or even in like a Division three or Division two level, what do they need to do to market themselves? Great question. We actually were just talking to um, a school in Tennessee to, with um, one of their compliance officers, and we were talking about this. And number one, this isn't – I'm kind of – I will answer your question directly, but also just don't get discouraged because yeah. we were talking with Tennessee Tech and and he, the guy there, we're going to have him, we'll be playing this episode on the podcast soon. And yeah. But he was just saying, you know, these athletes initially, when I know NAIA, you have been allowed to go after deals a little longer than NCAA. Mm. But initially everyone's so excited. And so you might reach out to a local business and then on Instagram or whatever, and then you don't hear back. Yeah. And that can make you, that can be kind of discouraging, right? And so the first thing is just, don't get discouraged and just reach out because you're, you know, you're kind of selling this brand. It's not necessarily you as a person. So number one, just perseverance. But then we, we also just got off another podcast interview um, with this company that helps with brand building. And so just really making sure that you understand where your value comes in. And so as a student athlete, just definitely making sure, okay, what is most important about me? You know, maybe like you play football, but you're also so passionate about so many other things beyond just being a student athlete. So how can you communicate that to your fans and other people who might want to connect with you for endorsement deals or like nearly, you know, buy merchandise from you or, or whatever it is that you're going to do, but just understand your brands and then just absolutely have perseverance because as any business person would know, as you know, like your podcast is a business, you do get shut down sometimes and you just have to persevere and i know that's kind of raw raw but that's that's really what it comes down to wheeler do you have any more like nitty-gritty advice we can walk them through well i mean so if you if you want to connect with someone um you either got to give them something to look at that they want to see so you got to come up to look at some halfway decent content and it can be it it doesn't have to you know you don't have to get the whole world looking at it but you know put a cool picture up there and, and give them something to look at and then share it on your social media so make sure you have your social media um, and then make sure if you're actually trying something, let people know that you are trying something like it. People would just want to see somebody start because you're way more entertaining than half the crap they're looking through on their feet anyways. Yeah. So if they can kind of invest in you while you're getting up going, um, it's like, yeah, it, it's, it's more organic and it's, it's actually what social media was supposed to have been about from the very beginning. It's like following your friends, family and the, in your network of people you actually care about doing something that's cool and novel as opposed to just like another, you know, dumb video of somebody falling off a bicycle. I mean, like, those are great and all, but it's more fun seeing your buddy, um, you know, head-to-head in a, uh, you know, like your MVP race or something. Like, they start promoting that. Uh, So just get something kind of cool or or find something that people are interested in and just be about it and then just talk about it. Yeah. That's what I do. And and you said y'all's app helps uh, athletes kind of get themselves out there. Just say again the the app and just kind of – how they can use the app to start their own NIL deals or try to find the NIL deal. A Nilly, oh, yeah. a so, Nilly. It's called a Nilly, right? That's what y'all call them? 
Yes, and it's spelled N-I-L-L-I-E dot I-O is the web address. And Nilly is just a word Wheeler and I made up on the podcast for an NIL deal. I like it, Nilly's. Yeah, I got stacks of Nilly's. Yeah. 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 (laughs) uh, I think I have an idea for y'all. So y'all know, you know the the old Bud Light flags or whatever, they say Dilly Dilly. I would try yeah, to Nilly Nilly. I would try to That's do fantastic. the exact same thing and make a flag or whatever and just put Nilly Nilly. I think it would sell. I think it would sell. That is <laughs> look at who's great at branding now, there Reagan. We go. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's a great I idea. love it. Yeah. Wheeler, do you want to kind of talk them through like how it works? It's, so this Wheeler is our developer at Victory Fi and Nilly is his baby. So okay. Wheeler can like Wheeler's like in deep with this. Do you want to tell him kind of how it works? Yeah, sure. So how it really works is, um, first off, you got to onboard the platform. So right now on, you can go to the wait list. Um, we have some athletes wait listed and we're starting to onboard, um, one-on-one, you know, just to make sure they get in the platform, get adjusted appropriately and kind of understand it because this is real money involved. It's, it's real, um, business. And so, you know, you, you don't, we just want anybody getting there all not not dilly dilly or nilly nilly, but you know willy nilly. But we want nilly nilly if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you go in once you're once you're actually a part of the, the platform. Uh, you're listed with um, our first phase. We're just giving a bunch of uh, blank apparel items that you can configure. You go through the configuration process, um, design it however you want, and you basically create it, add it to your storefront, and those storefronts are all sh- shareable on social media. So like. Uh, you know, you want to create a baby item for your, you know, maybe you have a niece that is your biggest fan. You uh, think so the number you, one item they're going to sell is baby apparel? We like. uh, okay, yeah. okay. So getting cooler than that, getting cooler than that. So like, you know, custom leggings, you know, beach volleyball girls out there. You can do custom bathing suits, custom leggings, kind of brand your own stuff, and then start promoting your stuff on social media, wear it around campus, and let people know where they can find it and support you. So like cool ideas you have, like you can just, you can just make a product. You don't have to own any overhead. Like you don't own no. 200 shirts, like a blanks to sell and pray that you sell them before um, either, you know, they get stale or you're just stuck with a bunch of product. Like you have an idea, you put it on there and you sell it and test it. And if you don't like it, it's not selling. Hey, make another one. So it's, it's really just a way for you to go out there and build your brand and, and try some cool things and make creative products for people to buy. So, yeah, so um, yeah, it's, it's, that's pretty much how it's going. Yeah. It that's, sounds like a lot of like print on demand kind of deal. Yep. So you don't have the inventory you have, let's say, uh, Bob starts his clothing brand or whatever. And then his, his mom puts it on her Facebook and people go on there and they get blank, blank, blank. And, to say two t-shirts and a hoodie he doesn't have those two t-shirts and a hoodie it goes to a manufacturer or whoever he has it set up with they do it ship it all that good deal absolutely okay exactly i i actually have a good bit of experience in that i had a print-on-demand clothing brand um actually around the pandemic uh, that is no longer around but um this is it i'm actually wearing it now. The goat brand. Oh, yeah. We've we want to hear your cautionary tale, Reagan. Yeah, yeah. Tell us tell us what happened to the goat. Yeah. So it's something I don't tell a whole lot, but I'm more than glad because it's something that it's a mistake that I made that I hope a lot of people uh, can learn from. So I've always been kind of a, I want to say visionary, but I've always been like, what can I do to have fun and try to make a little money? I said, why not a clothing brand? So I designed um, goat fashion and it, it was pretty cool. You know, I had uh, sweatpants, hoodies, T-shirts, long sleeves, other basics, uh, phone cases. Um, and it started off pretty well. I was over 100 sales, actually, within the first couple months. 
And awesome. then the day before my birthday, September 17th, uh, 2000, I believe. Yeah, it was either day before or two days before. Either way, um, I get a cease and desist from another goat fashion who owns the title goat. And they ordered me to stop cease and desist. I had to take down my Instagram, uh, obviously stop all sales. And I was very concerned because they could very well filed a lawsuit and I would have had to go to court in New York. Um, and that's not how I wanted my first trip to the big city to go. Oh. Um, luckily, they were, I would care if I'll say they were somewhat reasonable, uh, reasonable enough to where we decided um, for me to cease and desist. And that was pretty much the end of that. So the lesson in that for everyone is do your research. Um, you know, if you want to do penguin fashion or penguin whatever you know maybe make sure there's not someone else named penguin which i know there is um just check and get you know just make sure you're doing it as legal as possible because um if not you can find yourself in a very bad situation very quickly and it sucked because it was starting to grow something pretty big and um Needless to say, it's no longer around. Uh, there's still some retro goat uh, band, has, has it's band, <laughs> band, band appliances. Contraband, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But no, I mean, it's fun. Just, you know, just be careful. Because um, like y'all said, this is a business now. Um, it's become the wild, wild west with NIL. And mm-hmm. uh, the, the transfer portal started it. And now the NIL has hit it out of the ballpark. Is This is the NFL without yeah. owners. Instead of owners... It's just boosters mm-hmm. and these car, de- car dealerships, instead of doing it under the table, that's it where everybody can see. There's no more dirty laundry. And the NIL, I don't want to say is exposed that. It's just so there's no more dark and light. Everything's the same. And I think that's yeah. been fun and kind of getting down a little tangent now. But um, well, yeah, it, it, just be careful because it, it is a business. And it when you start messing with money, you – you're going to find out you, you're going to, it can't just be you. You're going to need help. Absolutely. So that's one thing we really liked with this podcast and that we've also built into Nilly because it's, that's kind of like, you know, we learned so much as we were building it just to give resources, like free resources to athletes. Cause you're so right. You know, we started this business and we're older than y'all and we didn't know, we didn't know this. And so how would a student athlete know all these business skills and like all this, these life skills. And so, yeah. um, I guess to kind of touch on what you mentioned, things that we've learned in our podcast so far. Yeah. Um, and if anyone is listening to name image likeness podcast, you can go back. We interviewed a trademark attorney, like a patent and trademark attorney, Cassandra Ramsey. And, um, she talked to us about how you can go through the process of just like you're saying, you know, if someone else owns the right to the goat imagery or the name, mm-hmm. you can actually go to, and we just did this, um, but you can go to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office and you can search. So if anyone and any of your listeners are having, they have a great idea, you can go and you can double check and make sure, okay, has this been, been done before? If it has, how could I change it so that you you, know, you don't run into a situation like yourself? Because that sucks. Um, and then we also kind of go over taxes. Like you were saying the, the money consequences yeah. of everything. Yeah. And cause doesn't that, you know, you make a hundred dollars, but you're not necessarily, you're, I no, guess you're, you know, not, you're not you know. keeping all that. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's just learning so much. And so that's something we're so passionate about. And, um, and again, if any of your listeners also just have questions, Wheeler and I get questions from parents, 
student athletes all the time. And we're happy to, if we don't know the answer, we'll help you look it up or point you in the right direction. Yeah, uh, so we're happy yeah. to do that. We, we know a lot of, or a little about a lot. So, yeah, yeah I mean, but, well, that's awesome. But, um, yeah, I, listeners, I mean, a lot of my listeners, they are the athletes in the conference. So please go, go and listen. And I'm going to now, um, I, have to finish my episode of part of my, I have a rotation that I go through. I have to finish okay. my episode of part of my tape and I'll go back mm-hmm. and listen. What was the name of the episode with the trademark? So that one is NIL money moves is the name okay. and it's, it's NIL money moves colon a conversation with Cassandra Ramsey. Cassandra Ramsey. Okay. Well, we're definitely, yeah, she's going. so good. She's real smart. She's awesome. Like, and then we really also smart. have her contact information in there and she is she has done a great job of kind of like inserting herself into this conversation. So she, like I have her contact information in the show notes. So she would love to answer anyone's emails or, you know, you could DM her on, she's on Instagram. I'm not sure. I don't remember what other social media she's on, but uh, she's pretty awesome. And there's, we put all of our guest contact information as I'm, you know, sure you do, but it just makes it easy. And everyone loves it's just like you said it's so new it's the wild west and we all got to help each other so we don't (laughs) as we're all learning together we said uh, what i said you just said it's the wild west with nil and i don't think it's sustainable uh i think eventually there will be rules and regulations i think the same with the transfer portal will eventually happen maybe not so much i think you should be able to go uh go wherever you want i don't think there should be a limit i think let the transfer portal be what it is because you can do that for any regular school. I don't think it should be mm-hmm. any different. So with the NIL and as open and whatever as it is, what direction do you see it? Do you see it staying like this, or do y'all see change coming with the NIL on the on the bigger level? Obviously, we're we're probably kind of stay the same with the NAIA Division Three, Division Two. But on this top level, it's just something I've, I've always been interested in since the beginning. I'm like, I wonder how it's going to go, and it's gone. Much how thoughts yeah. go. So, what's the future? Do y'all think? Yeah. Well, I mean, so short term, I got so future. I mean, so we have different kind of levels of it. You know, three years, ten years, twenty years, twenty years. Who knows, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. It's just kind of in the air. Um, I mean, you will say that. So, like, there have been way more trends of states that did pass laws initially to be the first ones to take advantage of NIL laws and, and kind of get their athletes in position to you know monetize like better than everybody else, right? Competitive edge. Well, now those states, like Alabama, I mean, they're like, hey, Ivy, the governor there, she uh, she recently redacted basically, hey, no more laws for that. They took all their NIL laws out. And that's happening in way more states than than not because some states just said, hey, we're going to stay open. And like you said, your whole Wild West kind of analogy is true. They uh, They just didn't put any laws in to begin with. And so they, you know, you can't get in trouble. Um, but I will say the NCAA doesn't have – they can't they don't there's there's not a process in place at the moment to actually go and look at all these deals there's no database of deals being like sent back they do ask the schools kind of at the end of the year to kind of collect some information but that's at the end of the year it's not like uh instantaneous you get through a whole season by the time you know something would happen if there was something great egregious so like I, i think it's staying the same and um honestly there hasn't been that much that i've seen i haven't seen much like just that's just blatant disregard like everybody for the most part is getting what they're valued big time players are getting way more money but the programs themselves that they're at that they're getting are worth way more money so like there's yeah. you haven't seen you know um i don't know somebody my old school birmingham southern hasn't gotten paid 20 million to do something like it's just the, the market's kind of evening itself out i just want to let it do its thing 
I, I think it's sustainable only because people have money and they're fans. So that part's going to be sustainable. No. Uh, they're not going away. They're, like, they're not going to stop supporting their team. No, you know? yeah, so, I, don't, I don't think that the well is going to go dry for a long No, so I, that's, long I think it's time, going full yeah. speed ahead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I think it could very well be something similar to that. Now, I've always found it interesting. I haven't been in that sort of locker room before, but I would – I want to see it. And not so much now, but I want to see it, like I said, three years from now. Now NIL has become the full thing and all the everybody's pretty much got it and it's running. Well, let's say player A on Georgia is making $3 million a year and they bring in this – five-star recruit like uh, Arch Manning coming up who has already got an NIL deal. You look at the uh, what's his name out of Southern California, just got the $8 million deal with Tennessee. I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of 8 to $10 million deals coming from schools outside of Tennessee. And he, he hears that and he's like, well, I mean, what the hell, guys? And then he hears from not Nick Saban, but maybe someone who knows Nick Saban. And he's like, hey, they're willing to pay you five over here. And five is more than three. I think it could be, it, the NIL could, and the transfer portal are going to be playing one hand in hand. And it's cr- the more crazy one gets, the crazier the other one's going to get. And I think it's sure. going to create chaos in college football. And that's not necessarily a bad thing um, until it happens to your school. I think you're both of you are right. Like the as the states start start to repeal their laws, and I do think they're going to keep either totally repealing them or at least changing them. I know Florida has a change um, proposed for theirs. Um, I, I believe that's still the case. I know Wheeler and I were doing some yeah, research no, I think, the other I think day. the Florida one, does, uh, they were going to amend it. Yeah, they, they okay. dropped it. Well, so either way, as states are kind of pulling back on what they're going to require, that is allowing these the schools the ability to step in or – boosters or you know, you've got all these collectives and it is going to allow much more interaction between yeah. you know connection between these students and these larger deals and i think schools that will really boosters and collectives and everything might continue to kind of push the envelope and like you're saying reagan just have these gigantic deals and that's really driving where students go and you know maybe these team-wide deals like byu is doing they really are, don't have much regulation over there and I just think we're going to start seeing maybe stuff like that. Who knows? Or things could really change. You, it's changing all the time. So I, I tell you, say, uh, and it just popped in my head. And I, I was initially I thought because I started talking about Florida, Florida no state tax. That's a big thing. I tell mm-hmm. you, what, I think this nil could actually end up hurting a lot. Now that I think about, it. I think it's schools in California that have such a high state tax, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I would. I would be shocked. You know, let's say you have the next five star quarterback. And his options are five million. Tennessee is not five million in California. No, it is not. <laughs> yeah, you say so. Yeah, they're like Tennessee, Florida, USC. He's narrowed it down to those three. And the uh, Lincoln Riley is saying, "Hey, we're going to give you ten million dollars." And uh, Billy Napier of Florida, ugh, I hate Florida. Um, they uh, he's saying, "Hey, we're going to give you seven million, but how much is that really over California?" And then. But then again, I feel like the money in L.A. may may run a little bit deeper. But I don't know how much people really care about football in, in uh, L.A. Did you see their spring game? I missed oh. that one. Deserted. And they tried to market it like a music festival. And people, no. do, not, people do not care. Uh, no. And Oklahoma had their spring game this weekend, and it was packed. And I have loved this rivalry. And I – 
I really – I don't care who's good and who's bad, but I want Oklahoma or USC to be really good next year. I don't care who because I'm in it for all the drama. I love it. <laughs> I love the USC-Oklahoma <laughs> drama. Yeah. They are – I tell you who USC is like. Um, now, I give credit where credit's due. Uh, I was listening to a podcast, uh, Brandon Walker, uh, a few months ago, and it was at the point where it was a few weeks past uh, Lincoln Riley had left Oklahoma – and sorry for getting off of this tangent, but it's just not, this is how it goes, I guess. But uh, um, and he said Oklahoma fans were kind of like that pretty girl in high school who was dating the hottest guy and all this and that, and then they got broke up with for the hot blonde at the college he really wanted to go to. And I was like, that is the most accurate thing I have ever heard, and I I, I have loved the pettiness from. Oklahoma, and then eventually when USC gets good, because they'll be good one eventually under Leak and Riley, and they'll be a top four team. They'll get their doors blown off by Oklahoma or Georgia in the in the playoffs, because that's just how the circle goes. But um, no, nah, I, I just I just like you think yeah you you're so. thinking highly of Georgia. I know you're uh, I'm a dog. Georgia boy. Well, I mean, nobody right now. I just nobody can knock me off my pedestal of Georgia until they until they they're not. Hey, I saw a lot of people champion. before that game that were so nervous that pedestal wasn't wasn't no, uh, no, structurally was sound. No, Let's say it, that it, it was, there still was, might be a few cracks in there. No, man. I, Thanks, either get him. I don't want Alabama to win either. I don't know about that, but I'll tell you, if it's anything like the Braves, that national, the national championship will subside at kickoff of um, the Oregon game. On I think September fifth is when we're kicking off against Oregon. First pitch against Cincinnati was a ball from Max Fried, and I'm like, gosh, dang it, here we go. And I and I've just I'm back in it with baseball because we're like seven and ten now, and it's like. Season's over. Here we go. Like we weren't in the same boat last year. Nah, I, and I, I know I've been a little, a little cocky about my Georgia sports. And little is <laughs> there are a lot of people who are Alabama and Dodgers fans and Astros fans who would not be saying that. But God, I've been on cloud nine since November. You can, you can have a year. It's okay. You can yeah, have. I, one I year. give myself a year. <laughs> I, I give. I give myself until the season starts. For Georgia, same with the, I did with the Braves. Until no, the season are. starts, um, we're top dog, and you know that is what it is. Right, y'all are, y'all what, are just fine. Who's your team, really? I'm, I'm, I'm went to after transferring from Birmingham Southern. I went to Auburn, so I'm oh. an Auburn Tiger through and through, baby. Grew up orange and blue, oh, and uh, let me tell you, yeah, we got a little house divided over here, and yeah, uh, but it's. Auburn's a little better, you know. Mm. That's just my small town opinion. You know, it's it's tough to be a little brother. It's really tough to be a little brother for two teams. So I can't imagine. For a <laughs> who, who are you talking about? I'm talking about. Okay, I'll tell you what. Got, you're over there. All y'all, y'all ever do got, is talk about. Here we go. Like, Act like Georgia Tech's your rival and stuff. No, like, uh, oh, I, get over that. Y'all, y'all got to get over Alabama that. Our rival. Go, go uh, meet their their uh, standards. Why don't you? Who? That, that's Georgia Tech, man. Oh. They would wreck y'all on an even playing field. Oh yeah. Have you seen? Have you like the last like just, three times it's been played at Bobby Dodd? There's been more Bulldog fans than Tech fans. Yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah. That. yeah. They haven't had a team in ten years. No. Uh, they're. Oh God. They're. Uh, the whole ACC. That's fun. No, my brother actually went to Auburn. Uh, so I have a bro- two brothers on my dad's side. One went to Auburn. The other one went older, to Auburn. Older or younger brother? Older. So my parents. So you're the little brother, baby. I, yeah. I am. I am. There so we go. my uh, parents both had previous marriages. I have a, my brother and sister, Bo and Nikki, on my mother's side. 
and then uh, uh, Brian and Franklin. Uh, Brian went to Auburn. Franklin went to Tech. My dad went to Clemson, and I, I, wow. I love the dogs. That's so, hilarious. Yeah, wow. it, it, I, I mean, there for the last few years, I just knew we were going to play Clemson in national championship, and I was worried about the relationship I was going to have with my father uh, <laughs> for those weeks leading up. No, jo- joking, of course, but no, I mean it was. I mean, it was earlier this year. I mean, we were – there were some short phone conversations um, earlier this year before the before the, before the the game. I mean, we're, we're just competitive, and he is – he's an older gentleman. He's uh, – he'll be 74 this year, um, and he still has all the passion for Clemson football. He actually graduated from Clemson the year they won their championship way back in the day, the year wow. after cool. Georgia. But, um, but uh, yeah, I mean – Go well, I'll tell you what, the best thing Athens has going for it, uh, Creature Comforts. And that's just the, that's the best brewery in, I'd say, it's southeast right now. The only, um, it's the only fresh canes. tropicalia, tough to beat. Only canes in the state of Georgia, too, is in Athens. Yeah, I didn't really? know. That. But, yep. but interesting, you know, only, only you know it's booze. They, they can't do NIL deals, you know, stuff like that. So that's yeah. some company that, that can't partake in mm-hmm. like this whole NIL process, which is kind of interesting. Like, everybody loves it, right? But nope. I got, so it's boost. I got a question for y'all. Rank these four guys on how on let's rank how much money you think they would have made in NIL if NIL was around. Johnny Manziel, Tim Tebow, Reggie Bush, Baker Mayfield. Rank those. And four. who would have gotten the most to least amount of money? Yeah, four four through one. Who would uh, Johnny football last? No, 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 absolutely no, not. No, no. Tebow, I, Tebow is probably number. I say really. Tebow's one. I'd say Johnny two, Reggie three, and uh, Baker last. I really, I, I would, would do. I would flip. Reggie and Baker top. You would do Baker top. No, uh, no, no I, way. I think Baker four. I think Manziel yeah. one. Because I think Reggie Bush would have cleaned house in 2003, 4, 5. In he LA, was on the next level. He mm-hmm. would have cleaned house. And Manziel being at Texas A&M, we see what they're doing with NIL as is. And plus, I mean, the, he's the walking embodiment of NIL, of what he yeah. could have done. He was, he was on a superstar level. Like, he was as well-known as, like, you know, Drake is. I mean, he was known by every. He, he, my mom, who doesn't know hardly anything, knew all about him because he was all in the news. He was everywhere. Uh, That's I think, true. I, think I mean, he had his, he already had the brand. It wasn't Johnny Manziel. He's Johnny Football. So like, mm-hmm. he Johnny had Football, the brand yeah. in himself right now. He's ready for nil. Tebow had the knee and the, you know, the kind of. The God thing, I guess you, I don't know, the Christian angle. Yeah. I mean, that'd be huge for him. And that's like a good, and play it up. Like, he's a big fan I of that. I guess if you're thinking logically, we there, but like, what? if I just don't like them? Uh, oh, yeah. He's an, uh, yeah. I'm an Alabama fan. Alabama fan, yeah. Not, not, probably not a huge fan of that. I'll tell you another name that came to mind way back in the day. Um, Bo Jackson's one, but the Boz with Oklahoma. Brian Bosworth, way back. You know, way you're, back. you're bringing up a really, really fun episode. We're going to do this. Uh, I'm not going to swipe it from you. Uh, I definitely want your input on it, but we're going to go back and do like, who we think would have been the best NIL earners in the yeah. past, the ones exactly. that didn't. Yeah, that'd be a fun little episode. If I like y'all that. would have me on, I would be. I would love that. Oh yeah, we'll get, we'll get you call in. Okay. You, it'll be a. Right. <laughs> we I need would, your opinion. Yeah. That's a great idea. That would be really fun because there there's a lot. I mean, 
Todd Gurley. If Todd, if they're not, and I was around, uh, Georgia would have won the national championship that year. Actually. Yeah, y'all got AJ Green, Todd Gurley. Everybody got in trouble for signing autographs and yeah, just dumb good. stuff. That it's just it's they, stupid. They, I mean, Auburn now. too. Yeah, five hundred dollars were getting athletes suspended, and you're like, man, it's five hundred bucks. This isn't. Mm-hmm. This is not worth it. And a multi-billion yep. dollar. Yeah, so that's the flip side of like the whole NIL world. It's like open it up and even it out while you can because these athletes have not been getting paid. Yeah. Well, and do you know what? So, Reagan, we were just – actually, our episode that comes out this Wednesday, mm-hmm. we were speaking with um, this guy, and he was an associate director for enforcement for football for the NCAA. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how he was still having to enforce or investigate NIL infractions right as they were about to pass their interim ruling to allow it to happen. So until July 1, if anyone was signing an autograph and wasn't allowed to, they could still get in trouble, which is like really messed up. And I think, I mean, for the most part, people were following it, but that was just wild to me that, or just sign it on July 2nd, you know? Incredible. (laughs) So that was wild. Yeah, the NCAA is. So that's your rules though. You're asking for rules. Like you got to remember the rules are definite. There's, there's, there's not much leeway, and it takes a lot of resources, and your team can get screwed that way too. You know, so. you know I complain – not really complain, but I try to you know, say my what I think is wrong with the NIL, but good Lord, you couldn't pay me to try to make the rules for it. No. Can't. There's can't well, the NCAA wouldn't either, and I know yeah. NAI is pretty vague as well. Like yeah. the, the guidance you as student-athletes have to follow – sucks but it's it's not super clear it just kind of says like you can do it yeah um so i guess i don't know if it, i think it's worse if it's not quite as clear because then it just makes me nervous as a worrying person you know I, w- I want a little bit more clear cut what i can and can't do i have an nil question for y'all y'all are the experts um when can an athlete in their high school or younger career start to make nil money do they have to be in college or is it just how young can they start getting NIL deals? If you look at some of these guys that are getting offered when they're 16 years old. Yeah. You know, what, 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 what's the, what's to stop that? Is there anything to stop that? State laws. Mm-hmm. State laws. In so some state, states let them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So certainly uh, New York, uh, New Jersey, California, uh, Texas. Nevada. Not Texas. Nevada. Not Texas. Nevada. Yeah. So there's, there's five of uh, five. Predominantly, New York and California, two biggest states, or besides Texas, but they can monetize their high school, their name, image, likeness in high school. So they already at age, yeah. Hey, you want to monetize your name? Go on social media and do it. They can, um, but Georgia, Alabama, Florida, not yet. Yeah, but I mean, each, the, the, the each, hot. Oh, oh, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh no! So each state also, if it has a state law, they will define what a student athlete means. Mm-hmm for college. And so some, a lot of States, it is an athlete who has, even if they're in high school right now, but if they have signed and committed to the school, then they will consider them a student athlete. So at that point you could, you could potentially make a move, but it absolutely varies um, kind of how it's defined, which is why it's all confusing and different in each state. Because here's another situation. Let's say um, player a is in one of those States there. You can't like California. He's gets, a million dollars from the school or they say uh, Georgia pays him a million dollars. He commits, but he's a junior. He can't sign yet. And about two weeks before early signing day, Alabama comes a knock and says, we'll pay you five after he's already gotten the one. He doesn't have, I mean, he has 
loyalty, but I mean, people flip and transfer all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's a, that's a bad. Don't I just say don't give them, don't pay them until you get what you want, and that's part of the. And this is how it works. It's be, hey, it's here waiting for you. But that gets again. That's kind of pay for play, though. So like, you want to do yeah. exchange for services. Yes. Yeah. Um, make pay, sure pay for play is still that. illegal. So like, you got to return a service somehow, and it's not just playing for the school. So like, yeah, if you're just accepting money, that's pay for play. That's legal, and that's like the broad definition of it. But uh, again, no, you can go and support the athletes. Um, say he has a organization, a nonprofit, or something that he's set up, or he's doing camps. You can you can contribute in other ways, but. There's no pay for play. Like you can't just do that, which is kind of what seems like it's happening. But uh, that's kind of your madness you're talking about. There, there needs to be a a, a return for that. Yeah, um, some kind of action. I got you. Yeah, but uh, that, when in, in the news you do hear like you hear five million for X player to go to X Y school. That's not that's not the case. And I'll do some research into some of that. But like that that's illegal. There's there, the money's not going for the school. It might be like a little legal loophole, but it's it's for something else. It's, so it's the car dealership a half a block down. Yeah, that's, sure, that's or something, okay. something. But yeah, but it's not yeah. to go to the school, right? And that's- also, shame on a business. So another reason why I think NIL definitely isn't going anywhere is because as a business person, you can get the endorsement of a person which is a student athlete who is a huge deal in your local community for yeah. much cheaper than paying a national, a big famous celebrity to endorse your business. Right. It's like the cheapest yeah. way to get your name out there. It's genius, but shame on that business. If you're trying to broker some deal with a 16 year old, you know, yeah. like this person yeah. isn't legally allowed to sign a contract yet. Mm-hmm. So that's also, you know, as a business, beware if you are trying, if you are part of, you know, if you want to work with an athlete, that's amazing, but also be aware that like, you need to make sure this person is of age. They can consent to the contract that you're having them sign. The student athlete should definitely review the contract. Yes, please do. And don't sign some dumb contract. You just get like on social media. (laughs) Yeah. Like Barcel's had a big one. Half the people didn't know what they were signing. They just got like a t-shirt and Barcel got the rights to use their name. And I mean, uh, like, just be careful, you know, like mass signups. Like that's probably not, in your advantage maybe it could be most likely not yeah i don't know yeah well i I think the nil is is going to be or i think it is even right now i think it's the biggest change to college football that's ever happened and (laughs) i think it's going to be i think it's for the better obviously and this just happens it's probably happened with the second biggest thing where that is the the free agency that is a transfer portal and i think college football it, it, football in general in America with the NFL too, it never sleeps. It never rests. There isn't an off season. It's it, this just isn't. I mean, you look now. I mean, there's more buzz that I'm seeing from NFL draft than, than for the NBA playoffs right now. And football's king. I um, mean, you know, I just think it's funny how we talk NIL like it's not for all sports. Sometimes um, no other sports do get paid. It's just they're not. It's just not where the money's at in the U.S. Um, this no other sport has is averaging 90, 100. Um, bigger stadiums like up in uh, Nayland and, and Knoxville and uh, the Shoe are having, having well over 100 plus thousand every weekend. And uh, a lot of people. Yeah, it's a lot also, of people. have you ever tried to go sit in Nayland, Staley, Nayland Stadium? I'm from Knoxville. Those seats are a half a butt wide. Really? It is, it, you I are crammed no, in that seat. I haven't stadium. been to that big old tur- that toilet bowl. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. 
I don't, no, I, I don't have any plans. I don't want anything thrown at me. Um, I'm, I'm good. I, I don't want golf balls and mustard bottles uh, being hurled towards me when I go there. Maybe one day, if I, I tell you what, if I get a job covering Georgia football, then I'll then I'll go. I'll go. But, <laughs> hey Reagan, well. yeah. I got a question. Hey, Reagan, have you ever barked at a child? At a child? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like how I said at a child. I think, yeah, absolutely. Um, I try to say the youngest. Um, I don't know. It was. Uh, I mean, well, I was a child too. I don't know if it counts. Um, no, no just I wasn't. mean, I'm trying to have. I mean, well, as an adult, adult, I'm 21. But you know, as since I was, I'd probably say the biggest age difference. Eh, probably 10 years. I think I'm. I'm, I'm sure I barked at 11 year. 11 year old kid walking around I'm sure, being yeah. stupid. Um, now, me and my buddies, I mean, my, my best friend on the football team, Noah, Noah Bracer, he's uh, from uh, Jefferson County, Georgia. We bark constantly. Oh, I mean, we just go at it. I mean, <laughs> we will start. I mean, one of my buddies, Ohio State fan, he's a golfer, a DJ, huge Ohio State fan, who I think we'll, we'll, be, we'll see. I think uh, they beat Alabama in the college football playoff. We beat them in the national championship next year. Just, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that one in a second. Second, but uh, no, uh, he they'll they'll do it. And my buddy Rocky, Oklahoma fan, uh, they uh, they'll they'll mimic us. I like, do all that, and then they think it's a game. And me and Noah just, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to hurt your podcasters or your listeners. Either. But I mean, we just rip it. We we just rip it. And I, uh, my door is right there in my apartment. Right after we won, I just open the door. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we bark. Absolutely, we do. Good. Um, good. Yeah. That's yeah we are. That's yeah. It's a stereotype. Absolutely. It's accurate. Very accurate stereotype. Just like y'all throwing toilet paper on trees. That is uh, accurate. Well. <laughs> Tumorous corner. Well, hey, Reagan. I got another meeting. I got to come up here in a little yeah, bit. Absolutely. So I do want to catch up. You know. Yeah. I guess we can close this properly. But like, yeah. dude. Anytime you want to chat, give us a ring. Absolutely. This is awesome. This is yeah, awesome. Thank y'all so much. Um, NIL listeners, thank y'all so much for um, having me or ha- letting me talk to y'all. Uh, Chrissy Wheeler, thank you for having me on. Suncast listeners, um, go, go listen to their podcast. And I had a lot of fun. I don't think this will be the last time we'll be talking. Um, and uh, look, I'm about to have a lot of free time on my hands. Uh, you know, my semester's wrapping up, baseball season. Uh, is wrapping up. Uh, I, I, my, I only have four games left that I'll be able to be on the call for because uh, our home season ends. I just do the home games. NIA, NIA we don't exactly uh, the broadcast the away games. We just have to use the other team's home announcer. But anyways, um, yeah, the, just let me know when y'all want to be, be back on. Let's talk the who would have been, made the most money at NIL. That'll, yes. be a, that'll be an episode. That's oh, good. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. This is awesome. Right. Right. Hey, Reagan, thanks, man. I, yeah. Honestly, great talking to you, and uh, thanks for reaching out. And I, this is going to be really cool. Best of luck. Yes, that man. poll, um, maybe we can get 10,000 votes on it. I don't know. Uh, MVP, I'm voting for the uh, – I mean, I'm voting for the pitcher. Pitcher's always number pitcher? one. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. I mean, I think Adams is a, a heck of a – he's the best pitcher in the country, and he's – like the other three, very deserving of the MVP. And I do have the – the trophy on the way for it. Cute. Ooh, uh, an actual trophy. Yes, I like that. Actual trophy cool. uh, on the way. Suncast MVP. Um, Keep up the hustle too, man. Like this is great. You're doing a good job. Thanks. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's a lot, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I like my plate like on Thanksgiving. Full. Full. <laughs> hey, yes, I get it. 
All right, Suncast <laughs> listeners, this will do it for this episode. And NIL listeners, this will, I don't know if they have another one on. Uh, y'all listen to that. Suncast listeners, as always, love y'all. Y'all have a good one.